We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to DDT Divas, the podcast, season two, episode two. DDT Divas, the podcast, gives you the who, what, when, where, how, and why in black pro wrestling. Whether it's talking with the hottest black wrestlers in the industry or chatting with black fans and black content creators, DDT Divas got you. I'm your host, Shade. 2020 has truly been the year that wasn't, but it's also been a year of personal reflection I've been reflecting on so many things, including my DDT Divas journey and my journey as a pro wrestling fan. But before I discuss my journey as a wrestling fan and my DDT Divas journey on this episode, I want to let everyone know that they can subscribe to DDTDivas.com at the DDT Divas website, DDTDivas.com. You can also follow DDT Divas on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can also join the DDT Divas Discord server. And just a couple days ago, DDT Divas, uh, the podcast, made its way to Apple Podcasts. So now you can listen to DDT Divas, the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast and Spotify. Okay, back to the good stuff. For the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about my journey as a wrestling fan. For me, wrestling has been a big part of my family life. It was my grandfather who got me into watching wrestling when I was very little. It's so hard to actually, I was so little that it's really hard to pinpoint the exact age when I started to watch wrestling. Some of my earliest memories of wrestling was the Monday Night Wars, WWF, and versus WCW. I was a kid during the time of the Monday Night Wars, uh, a young kid, early age, not a teenager, just a young kid. So growing up as a kid, I didn't really have um, many wrestling friends besides like my cousins. My cousins, when we were little, they watched wrestling. Um, but it was the 90s, so a lot of people watch wrestling, but I never really had this circle of friends to discuss wrestling with. Like, none of my close friends watched wrestling. And as I got older, my cousins, they, like, the cousins that are closer to my age, my cousins that are um, my age, they kind of stopped watching wrestling. So I was, like, the lone wrestling fan, kind of, besides, like, my grandfather. He watched wrestling all his life. But for, like, uh, my peers, my cousins, they stopped watching wrestling. And so I really never had this wrestling support um, group or, you know, friends to talk about wrestling with. My friends accepted me for watching wrestling. Like, they never really made fun of me or anything because I watched wrestling, you know. They would sometimes make jokes, you know, oh, wow, you still watch wrestling? Like, you're an adult those kind of things but um it was all in good fun but I never really had that like close group of friends to like discuss wrestling with and um it wasn't until college that I decided to start exploring uh wrestling communities so my freshman year of college I lived on campus in a single dorm yes as a freshman I was lucky enough to get a single dorm you know so the it was just me and my room and my dorm, it it was a small dorm. It it was so tiny that it could only fit like a bed, a dresser, a desk, and like a wardrobe, and that was it. Anyway, I didn't so I didn't have a roommate. But the way the uh, single dorms were set up was that um, each floor had a lounge area with like a large TV, and it had like a shared kitchen space and a washroom where. Um, there was a washer and dryer um, on the floor, but um, there was like this lobby area with the TV and, you know, you can just come out and if no one's watching TV or if no one has uh, any plans to use the lobby area, you can just come out and look at TV. So one Monday night, for some reason, I left like my room 
uh, left my dorm during a, a commercial break of Raw. And um, when I went outside and went into the lobby area, there were people in the lobby who were watching uh, Monday Night Raw. And um, so uh, naturally, I wasn't very like when I find out that you look at wrestling or you're a wrestling fan, like I'm going to talk to you about wrestling. Like <laughs> we're going to talk about wrestling. So um, I, I kind of asked them like, oh, you guys watch uh, Raw? Like you watch wrestling? And they were like, yeah. And, um, you know, it was something that they tried to do every week, of course, like if they had an, if they had like an exam or a paper or, you know, they were working or something like that, they couldn't do it. But, um, if they had the free time, they would come out into the lounge and, um, they would watch raw in the lobby. So, um, I broke the ice, um, and I, you know, I just decided that I was going to come out sometimes and watch Raw with them. If they were out in the lobby, I would come out of my room, you know, if I wasn't busy studying or, you know, doing working or doing some kind of paper or something, I would just come out and uh, watch Raw with the people in the lobby. And um, it really, it helped. And, I, you know, I became a member of this wrestling community on campus until I graduated. So, you know, I started meeting more and more wrestling fans and um, people on my floor that I live with and I actually um, I actually my sophomore year I moved to another dorm that dorm didn't it wasn't set up the same way with that kind of open lobby where people come out but um, my junior year I actually moved back to the old uh, hall a uh, single dorm hall you know some of those people were still there so we still kind of talked about wrestling and watched wrestling but of course after college it's a strange time for everyone especially socially because you know, you're very social in college and then, you know, you graduate and you start working or you move back home or, or whatnot. But, you know, I wanted to join another wrestling community. I had more time on my hand because uh, I was job hunting or I was like working internships and part time jobs. So, um, you know, I wanted to do something more and be more social. So I I don't even know how or why or how like I decided to do this but somehow and somewhere I uh found a few wrestling groups on Facebook and I joined these groups and this is my first time really immersing myself into the internet wrestling community um I had never really been a person to discuss wrestling online or read the dirt sheets or things like that this is like the time when I started becoming that person it was uh, a big shock at first I wasn't you know shocked it but over time it became a big shock you know at first things started off really well I met several really cool people um people that I actually still talk to today you know on a personal level you know we call each other or we text each other so I did make a bunch of cool friends you know in these wrestling groups uh some of the people that uh helped me kind of launch DDT Divas from with the web design and the um graphic design uh we met in um a wrestling group so you know I actually and you know we met in the wrestling group and we became really good friends and um we actually met the first time in person last year at the first ever AEW Dynamite show in Washington DC so I you know I, I did make friends in the wrestling groups it, it's not all bad but you know then things just started to turn toxic and I kind of received my first wake-up call or like I was hit with like a lot of you know the toxic just hit me like I realized like these online wrestling groups can be toxic when um the whole page new photo leak thing happened i'm sure everyone knows about what happened with page and the new photo so there's no need to really explain that but you know there was a lot of sexism and a lot of victim blaming in these internet wrestling groups and that would open my eyes more things it would open my eyes to the racism in many of these wrestling groups that i were in um for example you could not talk about r black wrestlers or black wrestling or anything that any issues that may affect black wrestlers or black fans if you did you can guarantee that someone in the group is going to label you as a racist you know they're gonna bust out all reliable you know you only like him her them because he she they are black 
like that's the overlapable in a lot of these internet wrestling groups like if you're black and you you know you talk about a black wrestler you know maybe you just want to you know show your favorite uh, ma- wrestling matches that the from this you know in particular black wrestler you're gonna get it like people will call you a racist you know and I, it got to a point like I'm very passionate about you know showcasing and uh, appreciating black wrestlers that it got to a point where I would sometimes get private messages on Facebook like nasty messages very sexist messages very racist messages calling me all types of names because you know I you know I like Naomi I'm a fan of Naomi or I'm a fan of Sasha Banks or you know I'm a fan of you know any black wrestler so um, you know and I would report these incidents to the admins but nothing really happened you know I don't know if it was just because the admins didn't care that uh someone was you know reporting or they just didn't take racism and sexism very very serious or if it's just that it was because there's a group of a large amount of people and there's one or two admins but you know it became an issue and I had to kind of like step back a little bit so I wasn't participating as much as I did at first um and it got to a point where honestly I could say I probably began to hate the internet wrestling community and I started to like hate these like Facebook groups wrestling groups um but the final scrawl for me was um during uh, Naomi's Smackdown title reign so I'm like a huge Naomi fan like a huge fan like I love Naomi. I feel the glow. Like, she is an inspiration to me. Like, she is the best. Um, so, I, I was uh, such a Na- huge Naomi fan. And um, I decided to just post a, like, Naomi admiration. Like, uh, let's admire Naomi post. You know, she was a SmackDown Women's Champion at that time. And she had the uh, custom glow title. So, you know, I would talk. I talked about, you know, how much I, I felt the glow and I love the custom glow title. And I know all of you probably remember or, you know, you don't even have to remember all the hate that Naomi, um, her glow title received. You know, wrestlers always like custom championships is not like a new thing. So, you know, but Naomi got a lot of hate for her custom glow title which is another topic for another day but you know so I really love the glow title uh, it was it's one of my favorite uh, custom championships but anyway that post was like this positive post like to Naomi became like this toxic feeding ground for racist wrestling fans you know sexist wrestling fans and like one fan uh person in the group decided that it was okay to call um, a black woman racially insensitive names and I'm not going to repeat even I honestly, I probably I think I even still have the screenshots of what that person said because I was so upset that day. But I'm not going to repeat it here. But yeah, he this person made very racially insensitive things. He said very racially insensitive things. And it that was it for me. I was livid with the T like I was livid with the T. I was livid. And um, I still remember. um a black woman who was comment who was commenting also on the post and she commented and told me that I didn't have to like put up with this and that I should consider like leaving this uh, Facebook wrestling group and I should uh, join this other group and I was like oh what other group she's like you know there's another group and this stuff like this doesn't happen you know in this other group and I'm like oh what group is this and she's like the group is um the nation of African-American wrestling aka nah n-a-a-w so i was like oh like let me check this group out so uh, she invited me to the group uh naw uh nation of african-american wrestling and i have never looked back and i'm happy that she invited me to naw uh this whole experience of the toxic facebook groups and joining naw is um one of the many catalysts uh that inspired me to create ddt divas um a space where you know me as a black female you know create and can inspire and can you know uh gatekeep as an editor of content um for people you know it just it the whole facebook group experience really kind of inspired that it's one of many things 
so anyway I'm, i know you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk uh, i've been talking probably the longest i've talked on the podcast you know just me talking or doing an introduction so without further ado please welcome this episode's guest jabari mcintyre the creator of the nation of african-american wrestling known by many in the group and many online as nah <laughs> So thank you, Jabari McIntyre, for uh, joining me on DDT Divas, the podcast. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Just uh, taking life one step at a time. That's all we can do at this moment. Yeah. Interesting year. (laughs) So in the introduction, I talked about um, the nation of African-American wrestling, but I wanted you to explain to the listeners in your own words what um, NAW is. Naw is a mess. No, I'm kidding. What Naw is, as you said, is the nation of African-American wrestling. And what we are, we are pretty much a throwback to the message board from back in the 90s. Uh, We are a support group. We are a fun group. We are pretty much anything that you want to make it out to be. Our emphasis is focusing on black wrestlers. However, we love to just have fun talking about any type of wrestling from independence backyard all the way up to the majors. So now is just pretty much everything that you want it to be. <laughs> so what inspired you to create this group? And like, why did you create now? Uh, there's a twofold answer. First, I was in another nerd group. And a lot of times there were a lot of wrestling, you know, threads and wrestling questions. And I just happened to be an admin in that group at the time. And I was like, okay, I see that y'all talk about wrestling all the time. However, it never really gets any traction. I'm just going to pretty much start my own based as a offshoot of this group. So I'm like, okay, cool. Can I do it? They were like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So I just started it there. And of course, it was the uh, extraordinary journey of a black nerd group. Shout out to them because, you know, we still cool with them. And the second reason is I will also be in other wrestling groups. And these groups were majority white. I will say they were majority white. And sometimes topics of black wrestlers would come up. And in these topics, you can express that, hey, I like this wrestler. And automatically, everybody will be like, oh, you like him because he's black. And some days you have to defend yourself and say, no, I like him because he's charismatic. I like him because he can actually wrestle. He can talk. You know, he can actually speak well. He has a good presence. And he's black. Not just the fact that he's black. Now, don't get me wrong. I can like the reason, only only have the reason that, yes, he is a black wrestler, and that would be fine. However... It's hard explaining all the time why you like a certain person other than the reason for his skin color. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe just maybe I need to have a group where people actually kind of think like I think. We can celebrate the fact that somebody's black. However, we can actually deep dive into the reasons why we like a particular wrestler. Mm, Yeah, and actually that's uh, what I uh, said in my introduction is that someone invited me to join Naw because I was having that same issue in other uh, Facebook groups, online wrestling uh, communities where you would mention a black wrestler and then someone would say, oh, well, you only like them because they're black or they're not, they're not that good. You just like them because they're black. So, you know, it was uh, really cool to join Naw. And I think I joined about two years ago. So how long has the group been around? Like how many years has it been around? This is four and a half, I believe. Yeah, 2016 was when we started. Yeah, four and a half now. That's cool. Yeah, because uh, I joined about two years ago, and uh, someone invited me to join. A woman, she said, "You know, you don't have to deal with this. Like, join Naw. Like, this is that's one issue that you don't have to really deal with as much." So I decided to just join. And so I appreciate you for joining. Thank you. I, I love it. Um, full disclosure, <laughs> I am uh, now a moderator in the group, so uh, I I like it. It's one of my favorite uh, Facebook groups. And thank you for being a mod. I chose I chose you. I chose you for a reason. 
Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I love the group. Um, how many members are in the group currently? Uh, at this very moment, I think about 5,800 members. We have about 5,800 members. Oh, wow. About 98% black too. That's, that's really good. And in the group, is it just uh, fans and content creators or is it people in the industry, wrestlers and promoters in the group? Yes, it's a little bit of everybody. Yes, we have regular members. There, there are layers to it. We have the regular members. We have the podcasters. Then we have actually some of the wrestlers. We have a very, very large amount of black wrestlers in the group. Anywhere from independents, small independents, medium independents, Ring of Honor independence, all the way up to WWE X Intercontinental Champion and ECW Champion, Big Rick. So we have a lay of everybody. And also we do have a couple of promoters and we have a couple of owners of some of these smaller promotions. Like the owner of uh, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment is in there. Uh, Fight One Pro is in there, and I think CW3 in the DMV area, and also one in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. So they're there. Everybody, there's a big, huge mix of people there. And that's what makes the group so fun, uh, because you get to talk to uh, wrestlers, you get to talk to promoters, owners, um, other people in the industry, as well as fans. Um, There's a few wrestlers that uh, show us some love in that group a lot of times, you know? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's really really interesting because if you have a subject and all of a sudden you need somebody's opinion, hey, there's a wrestler who can actually give you an opinion. If you don't like what the wrestler is doing, hey, you can tell that wrestler to his face or online how you feel about it in a respectful, you know, in a respectful way, of course. But you can be like, hey, Shane Taylor, I don't like what you did today. And pretty much Shane will probably get back to you on it. <laughs> Our favorite one right now is Chris Bay. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've seen Chris Bay, you know, Chris Bay, why are you a heel right now? Because I want to be a heel. Okay, there's your answer. <laughs> so you so you actually get to talk to them. You actually get to get information from them because they will tell you, hey, you're doing this wrong. Hey, I don't like how you're talking about us. This is why you shouldn't talk about us. This is why you shouldn't talk the way you talk about us. So they give you insight. You know, they kind of give you a peek behind the curtain, but not too much, but in like a brotherly or sisterly way. Mm, yeah, and that, I, I enjoy that about the group. Um, I've learned a lot from just um, talking to people um, in the wrestling industry, especially talking to um, black people in the industry, because it could be, you know, different for um, everybody. And definitely it's cool to talk to black people in the industry. Yeah, it's, 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 their journey is a lot different because their journey is one where they have to do everything right because it seems like the very first time they mess up, that's it for them. So they have to be on their stuff all the time. And, you know, it's like the first time they mess up, okay, you're out of the industry. You're blackballed from here, you're blackballed from there. It's like, but I just messed up one time. So it's, you know, you have to, they have to, they have to be perfect almost all the time. It's not fair, it's not right. However, that's why you don't hear too many problems from a lot of blacks in, you know, in wrestling, period. And so um, I want to talk about this com- campaign that uh, NAW has where uh, NAW creates social media hashtag- hashtags for wrestlers who are trying to get signed by uh, major wrestling companies. Can you talk a little bit about that? Okay, so during this pandemic, there are a lot of moving parts that have happened and all of a sudden, there seems to be a lot more of a black presence on TV and a lot more of a black presence in, you know, uh, some of these major companies. So because they are starting to get, you know, their presence known, why not show that, hey, we can actually get behind these guys? I mean, social media right now is a very powerful tool. One hashtag and one like can turn into 100 likes in about 15 minutes or it can turn into a thousand likes, or it can turn into a campaign 
where like a warhorse, so to speak, had 16,000 retweets and got on AEW just because people were retweeting. So what I decided to do is, okay, I see these guys are starting to hustle. Nobody knew who they were. However, because I had prior experience seeing some of these guys here in Atlanta, I was like, hey, you know what? I actually know them. Let me go ahead and tweet, hey, hashtag, you know, support so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Hashtag sign this person, sign that person. So what it is is you're not going to be seen on TV and I'm not going to say something about it. You know, it's like, hey, let me see if I can get my influence out there. I don't, I know I don't have a big influence as far as Twitter goes or Instagram. However, I know on Facebook, you will know who these people are. Even if they're, you know, even if you've never seen them before, even if you have seen them before, you are going to know by the end of this who they are. So it's just, you know, it's just our job to support our own, so to speak. I, I totally agree. And that's why if I see it um, and, you know, I will always uh, retweet the null tweet with the hashtag sign of wrestler. And um, what do you say to people who, because I've seen it, I've read it and I've heard it. People say like, well, you know, black wrestlers shouldn't have to beg for a job. You know, people shouldn't have to be begging, you know, these major companies to sign black wrestlers. What do you say to people who uh, feel that way when they see, you know, something like a hashtag sign a black wrestler, so to speak? To those people, I will say yes. And one point you are correct because they're also the second, second part to it is why don't you start your own? The problem is most people don't know that there are black wrestling companies out there and we do tweet them also. It's not that we're just tweeting to the major companies. They only just pick and choose what they actually want to hear, actually, you know, pick and choose what they want to see. Also, too, if it's a wrestler's job, if it's a wrestler's, you know, dream to actually get to AEW, why don't we help them? Part of it is, you know, what the wrestler wants itself. Say, for example, with Chris Bay, before Chris Bay got on with Impact, you know, we had a hashtag stating that, you know, sign Chris Bay anywhere. We didn't, we weren't really specific about it. We were like, hey, this is a person that you need to know, sign him. And then once Cody Rhodes got to it, we were like, okay, sign him to AEW. That was fine. However, you know, we were still like, hey, Sign him anywhere. This guy needs to be seen anywhere and everywhere. I know you shouldn't beg to be seen on a grandest stage, grandest stage. However, if a grandest stage wants you, why not support you in doing it? Yeah, and I mean, for me personally, I feel like uh, a lot of wrestling companies uh, want to see how much fan support a wrestler has. And it just uh, shows just how much support support that this wrestler may have if they have uh, fans sharing uh, and tweeting and retweeting, uh, sign them, a hashtag that says sign them. So, you know, um, I guess it's, to me, I see it as more like a marketing, you know, tool, you know. Right. right. And uh, one of the best examples of it right now is what we should be Pineapple Pete right now. Because of everything that's going on with him, yeah, we want him signed to AEW. However, pretty much it just seems like he just wants his name out there. And I have no problem supporting that. Yes, he just so happens to be on AEW right now. And because he's on AEW so much, you know, he got he has like three t-shirts now. He was the second highest t-shirt at one point in the company. So, you know, getting, you know, him getting his name out and us supporting him, it works. That actually works. Now he's pretty much in control of his own destiny. You know, does he want to sign with AEW? Fine. Does he want to go across seas? Fine. He can do whatever because, hey, we actually supported him. We got behind him. And people are really knowing who he is now. And in an industry that is not really targeted towards Black fans, why is it important to create uh, communities for Black fans and for uh, Black wrestlers and Black owners and promoters? Because we all actually love this business. At the end of the day, we all love this business. We love different parts of the business. As fans, we like watching who we like. As wrestlers, we like, you know, as, as the wrestlers, they want to get to a place where they want to go where they can control their own career. Because at that point, it's their career. 
So it's important because at this point, it's a support system. It's a support group. You have every facet and every stage in order to actually make it as a wrestler at this point. So why not take advantage of it? Mm, yeah, I, I totally see that. I do feel like uh, Naw is a support group compared to some other uh, wrestling Facebook groups. Um, so, as I just said earlier um, to the listeners, I was recently uh, became a moderator, a mod, and Naw. But mm. you guys do a good job preventing the group from becoming like really toxic. Of course, you have some incidents in any group, but you guys do a really good job to prevent uh, toxicity in the group. How do you all do that? I um I have to not necessarily rule it because that's a bad term to <laughs> use. <laughs> However, I have it in place where, you know, uh, I have a support team that are actually composed of grown people, and everybody pretty much shares my vision. And because everybody shares the vision, we know that at any given moment it might be taken away from us. So what we're going to do is be protective of it as we possibly can, no matter what that means. If it means unfortunately parting ways with people, it has to happen. Or taking somebody to the side and be like, look, we understand what you're doing. We appreciate you being here. However, you might have to calm this down just a little bit because, you know, people are watching. And all the admins, moderators, and people who've been there from, you know, from the very beginning, we all do understand that, you know, we don't have many communities out there like this. We don't, we don't have too many of us out there like that. Why not protect the ones that we actually do have? That, that makes a lot of sense because I know that I've been in a lot of um, wrestling groups um, mm-hmm. and it's gotten really toxic. Um, uh, as I mentioned in my uh, introduction earlier, um, I really got into the wrestling groups um, after college, the more online groups after college. And I joined a bunch of groups on Facebook and it got to a point where I just hated like even seeing someone post in the group because it was so toxic. There's a lot of racism, a lot of sexism, a lot of homophobia, a lot of transphobia, just really bad, toxic places. And um, Naw does a good job. Like the mods and the admins do a really good job of like keeping things, um, you know, running smoothly and not being such a toxic place. It, it, so I really applaud you guys for doing that. I appreciate that. And, and like I said, you know, all of us are grown. Like we have a grown mentality. All of us are, you know, 30s and up. We've lived life. We've been through the wars in the 80s and the 90s. We've been through that type of stuff. We understand what it was like to be the only black person maybe in the section watching the show. All of us have, you know, most of us have that experience. Shout out to Uncle Dave because he's the elder statesman, so he really knows. But, you know, we know what it entails to be a black wrestling fan sometimes before, you know, before, you know, the new millennial black wrestling fans. It was hard. It, it, it was not hard. Unfortunate for me, I actually grew up in Atlanta. So all my friends pretty much are wrestling fans. So, you know, sometimes I didn't have those experience, experiences. However, as I got older and started going to more shows and stuff, I started noticing that, hey, I might be the only black person or there might be a few black people in this one section and that's it. So I, we all understand how hard it is to be just a black fan and just exist sometimes. So that's how we run it. It's like, look, we're not trying to tell you what to do. We're not trying to, you know, be your daddy or your mommy or anything like that. What we're trying to do is to help you understand that, look, we've been where you're going. And we just want you to, you know, have a better experience than what we had. And just a quick shout out to David E. Houston the second. He um, actually <laughs> writes uh, the um, AEW Dynamite and NXT and Impact reviews for DDTDivas.com. He contributes. So just a shout out to Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave, that's the once again the real Uncle Dave. Yeah, the real Uncle Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he he he's like the greatest thing that he's one of our best treasures that we have because he grew up in the South in the 70s, the late 70s, early 80s. So he got a chance to see all the territories. He got a chance to see the territories when they were territories. 
and you know the demise of the territories the rise of wcw the fall of it so he was there for every single little piece of it so he's just a historian and i just can't do anything but just be thankful each and every time he even wants to participate you know i'm i'm just so elated about that and speaking of participation uh what is it like uh for the ladies in the group the women is there a lot of women uh that participate in the group it's funny about the women because most guys think that oh you know they a lot of guys sometimes gatekeep are gatekeepers to wrestling and they think oh because i'm a guy i have some inherent knowledge that the women don't and they get checked very fast <laughs> like most of the most of the women i know in the group are just like just as hardcore as we are they've been watching it with their dads their moms their grandparents their brothers they've been watching it just as long as we have matter of fact that's what's one of the few things that attracted me to my wife is because she knew you know she has a deep understanding of what wrestling is and we can have more than just a passing conversation about it we actually can go in depth into matches, we can go in depth into, you know, why this story is this. You will find out that there's a huge women population in all. Shout out to the Hills and Hills. I understand, yes. <laughs> shout out to Hills and Hills. Y'all get a shout out. However, a lot of the women know just as much, if not more, than a lot of the guys do and are just as passionate. So that brings another dynamic too. And then another thing is the women are just as quick to defend themselves and chump somebody off for disrespect as some of the other members are. So it's like, hey, we created that environment where everybody is equal. We are all equal in this. We are all black wrestling fans, not, you know, male black wrestling fans or female, you know, or women wrestling fans, excuse me. We are all just black wrestling fans. And we appreciate the fact that all of our experiences go into this group. Yeah. I I appreciate that about the group people. I, of course, there's always like I say this, like people, I don't want anyone to think like nothing ever happens in groups because there's always something that happens. But compared to other groups, Nas is pretty cool. Like not a lot of like drama as much as I've been in other groups where there's constant drama and there's um, maybe one admin, maybe one moderator and they can't really manage all the drama and all the toxicity in the group right i mean and that's why we have so many admins and nods however i also told some of the older members look you've been in here and you brought with me i have met a lot of you guys I've, I've met a lot of members or talked to some members on a you know daily basis or once a week so they understand look we're here about business we're going to have some fun but we're here about business anybody that's messing up the business has to be checked or they have to go. So most of the older members do realize like, hey, we like actually what we do in here. We actually like the group as is. And we want to protect it. Once again, like I said earlier, we want to protect the group. So, you know, that's why we, you know, when it comes to drama, we did it really fast, or at least we try to did it really fast. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, you're, you're not going to say the N word. If you say the N word, and one of the admins don't check you, or admins or mod don't check you. One of the older one of the older members would be like, "Look, they have a no n word policy. Could you please go ahead and you know cut that out, edit that out, please for me? You're not going to disrespect the women in here because the women, you are our equals, you are our sisters. You know, you protect us just like we protect you. So you know, we are a family. Yes, family has drama." But family sometimes knows how to kill that drama. Yes. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, Na is a family. Um, you guys, uh, so Na is more than just like an online uh, Facebook wrestling group. You guys actually have had in-person activities. Like you in Atlanta, you guys like actually meet up down there, don't you? Yes. We, we since Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, shout out to AWE and, you know, Murder One. And Josh, both of them are actually in the group. Josh Will is in the group and Murder One is in the group. What it is, is that once we, once they entered the group and found out, hey, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment is, you know, part owned by a black, is owned by a black owner. I can't, in my own judgment, be like, okay, yeah, I, 
I'm gonna support WWE or Impact, but I'm not gonna support somebody in my own home that's black. You know, that is kind of counterproductive to me. So what it was, you know, I, you know, start, we started going to the shows. Me and my wife and one of my best friends actually started going to the shows. We went to one show, they showed us love. We introduced ourselves, fine, boom. The next show we added, you know, one or two other people. And, you know, from there on out, they kept showing us love. We kept showing, showing them love. All of a sudden, more and more people actually wanted to go to the shows with them, with us and actually see what's going on. So, you know, it's pretty much our home promotion, so to speak, because they show us the most love. We show them the most love and it's a great time every time we go. And of course they're black owned. So that's the biggest plus there is. I see pictures and you guys all look like you have fun. So I'm a little jealous. <laughs> you can come down at any time. We've, been, we've, we've already been to the DMV, so it's your time to come to Atlanta. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so transitioning into talking about um, a little bit more about you as a wrestling fan, I do have one non-specific question, one last question. Sure. So have you like seriously thought about creating creating your own wrestling company? Because we have like the people, you know, in the industry, you have fans that are passionate. Have you ever thought about creating your own wrestling company? More so, more so a wrestling school at the moment than anything else, a wrestling school and maybe, just maybe like a convention. Because my focus, yes, I love wrestling. Don't get me wrong, I love wrestling, I love the wrestlers. However, being around the companies has shown that people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes. People see, oh, I just wanna be a wrestler and that's it. No, who's gonna put the ring together? Who's gonna do the sound? How do you get to this building? What do you do at this building? How, you know, do you have barricades? Do you do lights? You know, what goes into preparations for, you know, completing a show? That's what I would love to focus on to show that, hey, even if you don't want to be a wrestler, you can still do other things in the business. What does it take to be a promoter? What does it take to be, you know, um, a podcaster? What does it take to go into, you know, these shows? What else is there besides a wrestler? And that would be, you know, my ultimate goal to actually start a school that focuses on more than just being a wrestler. A school would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, and just not and just not for the wrestlers. Like I said, you know, do you want to be a manager? Fine. How do you be a manager? What goes into being a manager? You know, speech classes, inflections, how do you connect with a crowd? You know, all of that you know, I want to be ingrained into a school and not just focusing on this, you know, bumping and, you know, hurting your body all the time. <laughs> so, um, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Since I was about the age of three, four-ish, to 1983. Oh, wow. So, who got you into wrestling? My cousins. Pretty much my cousins. Um, and being, you know, and being in school because that's all we would talk about. You know, I was, like I said, was fortunate enough to actually live in Atlanta. So, of course, you know, we're the home of TBS, the Superstation, and all that. So, because we're based here, a lot of times, you know, we will have local promotions that will have some of the stars that are trying to get to TV here. So, you know, I had also had the fortune of having a dad as a police officer who would work some of these gyms and, you know, who would know people who would know people. So we can go to some of these shows back in the day. And, you know, one of the earliest memories that I had was seeing Mr. Wrestling 2. I didn't understand who he was. I didn't understand anything, but I liked the mask. And because I liked the mask, that drew me into everything. Like, oh, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's beating this person up. I just like what he looks like. I just like what he's doing. Oh, okay. And then, you know, started getting more and more into it talking to some of my friends, I'm like, oh, okay. So they get to beat each other up all the time. And then, of course, back in the day, we thought it was real. <laughs> and I still have those memories of Dusty Rhodes getting beat up by the Four Horsemen and actually crying because I think I was around five or six years old and didn't realize it was scripted at the time. And I really thought Dusty Rhodes was really hurt. 
Yeah, it's like that when you're a kid. You, I think pretty much every wrestling thing has a memory of that time when you're like, oh my goodness, like you think it's real and someone like, you know, has gotten hurt and you, we, most of us have that memory. And back then, of course, you remember kayfabe was actually a lot more protected back then. Yeah. So I grew up always thinking that Dusty Rose and Ric Flair hated each other. I just <laughs> knew that until, you know, I, until I was a teenager and understood a little bit more that they hated each other. You just couldn't tell me otherwise. <laughs> you couldn't tell me otherwise. So when it comes to wrestling, what shows are you watching now? Um, I am watching AEW. I do appreciate AEW. I am giving them a chance. And I know my bias, quote unquote, bias shows in the group a lot of times. However, I am still giving them a chance because believe it or not, they actually are really trying their hardest. COVID be damned. And also my favorite one is still Impact right now. I still am an Impact Mark. I, funny story, I stopped watching wrestling right before I went to college after WCW, well, right, you know, right after college, right after WCW was bought by WWE. I stopped watching wrestling for a while. And then one day he actually died. Saw a cold open one time from Barry, you know, from TNA at the time with Barry Scott. And I just enjoyed it so much because I was like, what is this company? Who is this guy narrating? Why am I just so wanting to watch it because of this guy narrating about this company I know nothing about? So I started watching it again, and I've been an Impact fan since about 2007, 2008-ish, and that's been my favorite company since then. Yeah, rest in peace to Barry. Um, it's really sad because uh, if I can recall correctly, did he? What was the last uh, opening that he did for them? Was it um? It was the moose. Well, it was the moose opening. Okay. Right before, right before Slammiversary, mm-hmm. Moose was. Um, I forgot exactly what Moose was doing, but they were portraying Moose as the ultimate champion. He was the only undisputed champion in wrestling. So, in order to give Moose his props, since he has the quote-unquote TNA title, why not get the guy who was the voice of TNA, which was Barry Scott? And Uncle Dave and I went crazy for about three weeks after that promo because it was the most perfect thing for us because we both love, you know, we both love Barry Scott like that. And I know it hit him as much as it hit me when we found out. And um, I grew up like watching uh, Impact. Um, I actually watched it more back when I was a kid than I do now. But um, I didn't even know he was black until like around <laughs> 2005-ish, uh, Bound for Glory, like when they showed him and mm-hmm. he had like uh, the cultural like attire. Well, the one with the green, yeah, the green, back, what is it, the green on that cheek at that time? Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I had no idea that it was a black man uh, who was pretty much the voice of Impact because every time I think about Impact and TNA at the time, I would think about him and his openings and his uh, I will voice for, I, will, I will forgive you because you were young. <laughs> However, as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, that's a black guy. I don't know what it is. That's just a black guy. He has too much soul. He has too gravelly of a voice. He sounds just like one of my uncles. No, he is a black guy through and through. <laughs> so um, when you aren't uh, being the admin of Na or watching wrestling, what else do you do for fun? I'm a comic guy. I'm a blurred. So comics and movies, superhero movies and, you know, stuff like that is my jam. I, you know, I've been collecting comics just as long as I've been watching wrestling. And actually, I have a bigger love for comics than I do wrestling. And also, I love my Atlanta Braves. I love baseball. You know, once again, growing up in Atlanta, you had two things. You had wrestling and you had the 90s Braves who were always winning. So it was easy to root for the Braves because, I mean, hey, they were my team. They were in my city. We're always winning. Hey, let's do this, you know. So baseball, comics, and, of course, you know, collecting pops. That is my that is my passion. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough uh 
couple of days or uh, weeks for uh, blurts because of Chadwick Boseman's death, um, which was unexpected. Uh, it's like it's the announcement I noticed on social media was like after SmackDown. Like so, I, yeah. So Chadwick just started off this like, come on, not Chadwick. We, how, how did he die? Why did he die? What's going on? When did he get cancer? And just like all these questions, like we don't understand it yet. It's 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 still fresh. Like. What's going on? Why didn't he say anything? What happened? You know? Yeah, it it, it was uh, shocking. Yeah, it just, it just real tears were shed that day. Real tears were shed that day. So before you go, um, I need to know your list of black goats, and if you can give me maybe ten black goats, uh, five men and five women, if possible. Okay. Any, any, any company, anytime? Any company. Any anytime. Company. All right. Uh, first and foremost would be Booker T, Mark Henry, Jay Lethal, Kofi Kingston, and oh, my fifth one always changes because I do, I always love Ernie Ladd. However, I can't forget Xavier Woods sometimes too, and I'm not saying that he's not—he's a goat right now. However, I highly expect—I highly respect what he does. So, if I had to choose, it would be Ernie Ladd because, come on, it's Ernie Ladd. I mean, you know, he kind of paved the way for pretty much everything that goes on right now. As far as the ladies are concerned. Uh, Jacqueline is always number one. I don't care what list I have. Jacqueline is always number one. Jazz, Awesome Kong. Ooh. Ooh. You got me on that one. <laughs> got me on that one. Um, I would I would say that I like Charmel for what she did because outside, you know, for being the ballet. So, and of course, you no know, being Booker T's wife, so she would be number four for me. And number five, mm, mm, I have to get back to you on number five. Okay. I mean, it's, it's really tough with this, um, all of them that we do know and that are like super like famous or, you know, they're, they're all goats. Like, you know, like I can name so many, you know, Sasha and Naomi. Like there's to me, there's like so many. You don't want to leave and, anybody out. Right. And that's and that's the thing. I, I can never leave Sasha out. So that's why that spot is open. However, if I say Sasha, you know, I would have to say, you know, somebody else here, somebody else there. It's like, uh-uh, I can't leave that. You know, Asia Kong, I believe she was black. Was it Asia Kong or was Asia Khan black? Um, uh, yeah, I think she's half. She's biracial. I think that, she's uh, right. Japanese and black. Yeah, right. I can't leave her out. But I, that's why that fifth spot is like you know always open. However, I put Kong there because let's just be honest. Awesome Kong is awesome Kong. So she's always going to have a spot after Jacqueline and Jazz. Yeah, she. Um, I I think she was like the first woman to be number one on the PWI like uh, women's list, and mm-hmm. she's acting and like she's doing so much. I mean, because some people like to take into account like what wrestlers do outside of wrestling. So yeah, she's like acting. She's on Glow. Like yeah, she's done a lot. I mean, if you, and if you want to go by that scale, Awesome Kong would be number one. <laughs> yeah, like, for me, like I tend is. to look at the outside stuff too. You know, like. Right, and 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 I understand it, and I appreciate that. And then too, how can I leave Naomi off the list? You know what I'm saying? Like that fifth spot is just so many to go there. I would have to think a little bit longer about that. That's cool. I, I honestly, I just want people to start uh, making sure they consider uh, wrestlers of color, black wrestlers, on their goat list because sometimes, you know. I've heard people like you see those posts like on Facebook and social media and there's like, here's the goats and there's not one black wrestler in the list. So like, right. I'm always and trying then, to get people's black goats. Like, like, and like with the men's, how can I leave off Mark Henry? And I, you know, Mark Henry is my guy. Mark Henry is that guy for me, but I have to leave him off the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough. Right. It's, it's really tough. That's why I don't, that's why I don't do, Mount Rushmore list because <laughs> you can't. You you literally can't. 
No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, too many too many people mean too many different things at too many different times. Like Jay Lethal. How can you leave Jay Lethal out when he is a two-time Ring of Honor champion and he sold out Madison Square Garden on an out out of WWE event? Yeah. That's it, the first time. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's tough. Like you didn't even say the rock and like it's just tough. Right. Like <laughs> Right. Well, me and The Rock have a love-hate relationship because my wife likes him so much, so I just tend <laughs> to never, I tend to never really acknowledge him. I let her do that, but I, res- but I respect what The Rock does because he still one of, he is what the biggest movie star that we have right now, one of the best you know wrestling stars we've ever had. So I would have to give him props too. However, I know he wouldn't mind me leaving him off the list or, you know, <laughs> like an Ernie Lad and a Booker T and stuff like that. I know he wouldn't mind if he were to listen. Shout out to you, Rock, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there may be some listeners who are interested in joining now because, you you know, you told them how great this group uh, really is. So how can they join? And is there any way they can connect with Naw on social media? Okay. To get into Naw. You just can't be like, hey, I just want to get into this wrestling group. We are not necessarily very selective. However, there is a certain type of person that we want there. Meaning, we don't want drama in the group. So if you're going to bring drama, no. However, if you want to join uh, on Facebook, it's Nation of African American Wrestling. Um, on Twitter, it's in AA Wrestling. That's in AA Wrestling because we couldn't get the whole thing. And we're starting to build up an Instagram. So once again, on Facebook, Nation of African American Wrestling, once you start putting it in, it'll come up. And we don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, Hispanic. We really don't care. Great, sweet. Like I just for the listeners, I'm in Naw. Um, I love it. Um, it's a great group. I hope that there are some like uh wrestlers listening to the podcast who might want to join. Um, it's a great supportive group. Um, and just uh thank you, Jabari, for you know, help managing the group and just everything you do for the group. And thank you for being on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for participating, thank you for just being there because this can't work without y'all. I know I just started the group. However, the group works because you guys come in and just as passionate as everybody else. Black wrestling fans are just as passionate as everybody else. So that's what we're going to show. Thank you, Jabari. Thanks for joining us this episode of DDT Divas, the podcast. Um, I would like to thank Jabari for chatting on this episode, for stopping by, for taking time out of his busy schedule to, you know, chat with uh, me on this podcast. And um, be sure to follow Na on Twitter. And uh, they just created an Instagram account. So, you know, follow them on Instagram. And if you are interested in being a member of Na. Uh, go to Facebook and search for the Nation of African American Wrestling. You will answer a few questions, and then and then the admin and moderators will um, decide to add you. Nas is a good group if you're serious about wrestling, if you're serious about black wrestling, if you're serious about um, being a black fan, uh, if you're just serious about wrestling. Uh, it's a good group. A lot of good people in that group. You know, I'm in that group. <laughs> I'm in the group and I'm, I am always, uh, doing discussion questions and commenting and it's just a really good group and a really cool group. Make sure to visit ddtdivas.com and make sure you subscribe to DDT Divas. Um, if you subscribe, subscribe, you will receive an email every time a new article, any website content comes out, you will receive an email from WordPress saying, Hey, Here's a DDT Divas article. You should check it out. So you'll never miss an article again. And uh, be sure to follow DDT Divas on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also join the DDT Divas Discord server. If you're in a Discord, make sure you join the Discord Discord server. And also just be on the lookout. Um, I'm very excited. Um, since I've been reflecting on DDT Divas, I'm planning a, a bunch of stuff. 
and it's just been taking me a while to do the stuff, but I'm working and be on the lookout for some very exciting uh, things that have been planned for the near future for DDT Divas. Just stay tuned. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed the show.